listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 28 of The Music Room. This is Aileen and I am really excited to talk to you today about six routines to improve your productivity and your happiness. Before I dive into the show, I first want to just remind you that if you haven't yet subscribed to The Music Room in iTunes, then it's helpful if you do, because then when I release a new episode, you will be notified. Also, if you could leave a review, that would really help other music educators find the music room. I would love to highlight one of the reviews left for the music room in iTunes. I just loved reading this. Brenda wrote, thank you for this. I am currently in my senior year of undergrad at Ohio State, and I am so glad I found this podcast. You have no idea how helpful it has been already and how many ideas you've given me. Thank you. I can't wait to teach general music. Thank you so much, Brenda. I loved reading that. I loved your excitement about teaching general music, and it's just wonderful to hear that the ideas have been helpful. And I'd love to highlight other reviews, so please Leave a review if you haven't already, and maybe your review will be read next time. All right, so today's podcast episode, like I said, is called Six Routines to Improve Productivity and Happiness. I will tell you that, I don't know, a few months ago or maybe last year, I started started hearing the term self-care, and I had to be honest with myself that I have not typically been great about self-care and I really am not an expert with it but some of the things that I'll talk about today are things I'm doing differently in my life lately that have really helped my productivity and my happiness and are kind of along the lines of self-care. Like I said, not an expert but these things that I've been doing have definitely helped me feel calmer as a music teacher as a mother, uh, just my whole life, I felt a little bit calmer doing these six things. And I think, you know, as music teachers, we're often so busy. Our life is a little chaotic between home and school and everything we have on our to-do list. And we don't really talk about taking care of ourselves. So I think that is important. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. All right. So number one, for routines to improve productivity and happiness is finding a system for eating and for overall health that works for you and makes you feel good. There are a lot of different diets out there, and I'm not suggesting that all of you listening need to be on a diet, um, but I do think that many of us struggle with eating well and with taking care of ourselves. I definitely have struggled with this for a while, and, and honestly, Growing up, I had a really high metabolism and I could eat whatever I wanted to, which didn't always mean I was making the best choices, but I could make those choices without gaining weight. In my older age, um, I have definitely, my metabolism has slowed down and uh, I've had to definitely watch what I eat more because of that. But it's not even just about the weight, but about consistently putting food in my mouth that I knew was not really the best choice. And then I would just not really feel that good afterwards. Like I said, I know that maybe not everyone listening right now needs to worry about that. But I think a lot of us do struggle with that because our lives are so busy and it's so much easier to just grab something quick and not really think about it than to worry about how many calories that is, or is that really good for me? So there are a lot of different systems out there and I don't really think there's one right system 
Um, I know kind of right now the popular thing that people talk about is keto and paleo diets, um, which if that works for you, that's great. I tried paleo for a few weeks uh, last May, I think, and it didn't really work for me. I was having an issue with it because it's just hard to find enough food (laughs) to supplement that diet, you know. Um, Our choices were really limited. Um, So I went back to not eating very well again and um, did that for many, many months. And just recently, I started Weight Watchers. Um, They have something new called Freestyle, which I really like because um, with Freestyle, if you have like a clementine or an apple or broccoli or something, then it it doesn't count as any points at all. And the reason they're doing that is to help you just eat healthier. So the idea with Weight Watchers is that you kind of, instead of counting calories, you're counting points. Um, And their idea is there are two things that might be 100 calories, but this one thing is going to be a lot healthier for you than the other thing. So the thing that's healthier for you will be less points. Um, And you have a certain number of points that you can get every day, but you also have weekly rollover points that you can kind of delve into if you need to. If you're going out to eat or you just need a few extra points a day, then you can still kind of stay within their system. So within the last three weeks that I've been on it, I have lost six pounds, which is really um, exciting. So, um, and I have not, (laughs) the past week has not been easy for me because we had a conference dinner, like we had parent-teacher conferences and we just ate what the PTO brought, which was yummy, but not really great for my points. And my husband and I went out to eat this weekend. And there are a few things where I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit with Weight Watchers. Um, and I did put a pound back on, but overall, I really feel like it's given me a lot more energy. Um, I don't feel as hungry throughout the day. It's almost like the healthier I eat, the easier it is. Um, so I've really enjoyed it. But like I said, it's not going to work for everybody. Maybe for some of you, just keeping in mind, you know, making better decisions on a day-to-day basis. Maybe for some of you, paleo or keto or another diet works for you. But I do think it's good to really look at different options and be honest with yourself about is what I'm doing right now working for me? Do I have the energy I need? Do I feel good every day with what I'm eating? I did not. And now I do feel a lot better. And I feel like as I'm teaching in the morning, I um, really feel energized. I've been having a hard-boiled egg every day, which is not something that you have to do on Weight Watchers. It's just how I am, <laughs> how it's how it's working for me. And just having a little bit like that, I have a hard-boiled egg and coffee, and I just feel energized from my morning. And I'm in a great mood while I'm teaching, and it's just better than eating badly and then not feeling great and not being in the best mood. All right, so that's number one, just finding something that works for you and being honest with yourself about what you need to do. All right, number two, um, Headspace. If you have not checked out this app, it is awesome. I first heard about it. Well, I don't know if I heard about it from Tanya Lejeune first or my friend Emily, who's been on the podcast first, but both of them suggested it to me. And it's a really great free app for meditation. And I know that some of you listening might think like, oh, meditation, that's not for me. I don't need that. But if you 
um, are often feeling stressed out and like your life is go, 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 then you might want to check it out. Like I said, it's completely free, so it's not going to hurt your checkbook or anything to try it out. And it's just, it's, it could be just like five or 10 minutes of your day that you just take the time to sit and to really relax your body and relax your mind and quiet your mind. And I feel like when I've done it, it has stuck with me, not just while I'm meditating, but throughout the rest of my day. And I just feel a lot calmer. And like I said, as music teachers, we're just so busy and life can be so chaotic. So I think you deserve that time to just sit for five or 10 minutes and, you know, sit with your thoughts and try to quiet your mind. So um, I will leave a link in the show notes. And if you haven't checked out my show notes, you can go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com, click on podcast, then click on this podcast episode, and I will leave the links there. Um, There are some also great books for meditation. Um, I really love Gabby Bernstein. If you have ever read her books, she's great for just giving you little routines or little meditations that you can do every day. And I will link to a couple of my favorite books by her as well. I just think, like I said, it's just so nice to just take the time and relax a little bit. All right. Number three for routines that have helped my productivity and happiness, turning off notifications for email and Facebook and maybe other social media apps too. So for the longest time, I have left my like Yahoo mail notifications on, on my phone. And then like throughout the day, I would look at my phone and I would see like 57, like that little red bubble that has however many emails you have. And I didn't realize how much it was stressing me out. And I heard this tip somewhere, I don't even remember where, that maybe you should try turning off your notifications for email so that every time you look at your phone, you don't feel like this sense of stress that you need to check your email. And I tried it and it for sure helped me. Like I still obviously check my email through the day, but it's when I know I have the time to do it, then I'll sit down. And when I open up my email, I don't even know how many emails I have waiting for me. I find out when I open it up. Um, And sometimes I have to turn the notifications back on because, you know, if I'm like logging into Yahoo Mail on my school computer and I'm using a different browser or something, you know, sometimes they make you like look at your phone and they'll send a code to you and then you have to enter in that code to make sure that it's you. So I'll go to my phone and I'll turn my notifications back on and I'll log into my school computer or whatever. And then I'll look at my phone again and I immediately feel this sense of stress because I see 42 or whatever it says. I immediately like feel my shoulders tighten as I'm looking at that number. So I will go back and I'll turn it back off again. To me, it's totally worth it to not have that number every time I'm looking at my phone. And just feeling that constant need to, oh, I have an email. I need to have that bubble go away, you know, Um, that way you're just checking it when you have the time. And I also feel like, oh my goodness, like you can get so many notifications on Facebook. Turning that off is great too, because then it's the same kind of thing. You're looking at the app. Oh my goodness, there are 12 notifications. What is it for? Whereas if you just turn it off, then you just check it when you check it and you don't feel so stressed out. And I'm sure other social media apps it would be great to turn off notifications too. And it just, I think it makes me more productive because 
then when I look at my phone, I don't see that number and I don't think I need to check my mail or I need to check Facebook or I need to check Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. I just check it when I have the time. All right, so that's number three. Number four, I absolutely love a website called Airtable, which I believe I've talked about on the podcast before. But the reason I really love Airtable for productivity and happiness is I keep my to-do list on this website and it is just awesome. I love um, using it for like my daily to-do list. So instead of just it being like a blanket, this is what I need to do today, I have a tab for Monday at school, a tab for Monday at home, a tab for Tuesday at school, a tab for Tuesday at home. And what's great about this is like if on Monday you realize you have to do something on Wednesday, you don't have to write it on today's to-do list. You write it on Wednesday's to-do list. And then when you get to Wednesday, then you can be reminded that you have something to do. It's hard for me to explain over the podcast what Airtable looks like and how it functions. So um, on my YouTube channel, that's actually this week's video is how to set up your own to-do list in Airtable. So in the video, first I show you um, my my to-do list, and then I show you how to create your own to-do list. So I will leave that video in the show notes so that you can see it. Um, but definitely check that out because I think having that visual of what the to-do list looks like is really helpful. And I explain in the video that during my planning, I just look at my to-do list and I know what I have to do. And it's just so helpful. It, it feels a lot less overwhelming because it's so focused on what am I going to do right now? What, what do I need to do today at school instead of what are the 50 million things that are on my to-do list in general? All right, so number five, as far as improving productivity and happiness, is really trying to do work ahead of time. Instead of waiting until like the day before or the week of, if you know you have a chunk of time, summer is great for this, um, to really work ahead and do work ahead of time. It is so helpful. I know in previous podcast episodes, I have talked about the tub of lesson plans that I created this summer. And I can link to that podcast episode in which I think Katie and I talked about things that we did this summer to help us out. So I'll leave a link to that podcast episode so you can hear it. But um, it has really helped me throughout the year because I did a lot of work this summer to prepare for the year. So like I said, one of the things is I have a tub of lesson plans um, where I have it by grade level and by lesson plan number, I have the lesson plan already typed up and printed out, and I have all the materials I need for that lesson plan. Now, I should tell you that I've totally adapted that and changed that. Like there were several lessons that I wrote, in particular for fifth grade, where I looked at it and went, mm, no, they need something else. I'm going to write a new lesson plan. So it's not like I wrote all these lesson plans and I'm not adapting them at all. I for sure am adapting them, but just having the bones and the structure of the lesson that you thought you wanted to do has been really helpful. And you know, there are some lesson plans, especially like for those of you who are Kodai trained, your presentation lessons that are pretty much going to be the same every year, especially when you've when you've written a presentation lesson and it's gone really well, you can totally reuse that the following year, right? As long as the kids know the same material and it, it flows really well, um, then you can say, pull out that same lesson. 
So doing that work ahead of time has been really helpful. Um, something else that has also been helpful is organizing my centers ahead of time. I actually just posted a video about centers organization, which I will also post in the show notes. And um, having just a really neat tub of like, here are all the materials that I need for my law centers, or here are all the materials I need for my Ta and TT centers, and being able to pull that out and just put things where they need to go. And then when we're, when we're done with centers, I can put them back. That has definitely helped me feel much more sane. And some of that work, like I said, I did in the summer, but some of it I've done, you know, on like a parent teacher conference night, if you don't have conferences, but you have to be there anyway, or if you have other evenings that you've stayed late to get work done, it's really helpful to, you know, go ahead and do some of that prep work so that you're not scrambling later on. All right. And then number six for routines that have helped me, batching. So I first heard about this term batching um, as a blogger, actually, and as I've researched podcasting. Batching is a pretty um, common term that you hear in the blogging world and in the podcasting world, with the idea being that you could sit down and batch a bunch of blog posts. So you could sit down and take a few hours to write like five blog posts, or you could sit down and record five podcast episodes in a row. I'm going to be honest, I have not really perfected that whatsoever because it's sometimes hard for me to find that much time just, you know, because I have kids and I have a husband at home that I like to spend time with. And that is hard for me to just like sit down and spend hours writing blog posts or hours writing podcast episodes. I'm working on it. I'm going to see if I can figure out something that works for me. But I think this idea could work really well as music teachers. So like I just talked about your daily to-do list that maybe you could try doing an Airtable. So let's say two of the tasks on your to-do list are to write emails. Instead of going down your to-do list and just, you know, kind of doing it like in order, like first I'm going to make a phone call, then I'm going to write an email, then I'm going to print out some letters and put them into mailboxes, then I'm going to write a lesson plan. Instead of going it add it in order, you could batch. So if you know there are two emails that you need to do and they're, you know, not right next to each other on your to-do list, do those at the same time. If you know there are two lesson plans that you need to write, sit down and write those two lesson plans in a row. The reason I think this is really helpful and helps you to be more productive is when you are, for example, in lesson planning mode, then the second lesson plan is going to go so much easier because you're just in that headspace. You're just like, not to make a pun about the previous app that I said you should use, but you are in that space where like you are ready to go. You're in that lesson planning mode and it's just going to go quicker with the second lesson plan. Same thing with email. Instead of writing one email, then going to make a phone call, then writing lesson plan, then printing out letters, then going back to your email, it's going to save you time to just sit there and write two emails in a row. So I encourage you as you're looking at your to-do list, instead of just trying to do it in the order that you've written it down, try to batch them so that you write all of your lesson plans in one sitting. Then you, you know, maybe if you have a few things to print out, you do that all at the same time. That's been really helpful for me because I print out to the office, which I have to walk to. I don't have a printer in my room. 
So it's really helpful if I save everything that I have to print and, you know, and I kind of sit down and do it all at the same time. And then I go to the printer and get all of that at the same time. So that kind of thing, just doing like tasks at the same time, I think really helps make me more productive and just makes me calmer. All right. So just an overview of what we talked about. Um, number one, finding a system for eating and for your overall health that works for you. And of course, that could also include exercise. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not really exercising besides like doing folk dances with my students. Um, I'm not quite there yet. I kind of decided to tackle one thing at a time. So right now I'm really working on eating, but this totally could work for health too. Just finding something that makes you happy and makes you feel good. Number two, trying some meditation like with the Headspace app. Number three, turning off notifications for email and social media apps. Number four, using Airtable. And like I said, I will leave the video in the show notes so you can see what that looks like. Number five, doing work ahead of time and preparing so that it will just go so much easier because the work is done ahead of time. And number six, batching and doing like tasks together. talk about what I'm consuming really quick. It's not quite as much fun when I'm by myself, but there is a show that my husband and I have been watching um, called I Am The Night that is really, really compelling and entertaining. It's with Chris Pine, who um, was in the you know newest Star Trek movies, I believe, or one of the more recent Star Trek movies. And it's partially about the Black Dahlia murder, but there are some other things in the show as well. So if you really like mysteries, um, then I would definitely check this out. It is on TNT and it's excellent. The other show on TNT that I really want to check out is called Miracle Workers um, because it has Daniel Radcliffe and I love Daniel Radcliffe because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So I'm going to check that one out as well. I also have to mention that in the last podcast episode with Jenna from Spectrums, she talked about the podcast and this is why we drink, um, which is like part crime, part like ghost stories. Um, and I did check it out and it is really, really fun. So one of the girls drinks, or I should say one of the women drinks milkshakes and the other woman is drinking wine, but um, the interplay between them is so fun and the stories are really interesting. So I would definitely check that out too if you listen to podcasts and you like that kind of thing. So make sure to stay tuned for the next episode, which will happen in two weeks. Katie and I are going to be talking about how to adapt your lesson plans when you see the students less. She and I only see the students once every five days. We're on a five-day rotation for 50 minutes, and we used to see them twice a week for 35 minutes. So we're just going to talk about strategies when you are seeing your students less and how to make sure that they still are able to stay on curriculum. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I really appreciate it, and have a great day. (music) 